end of World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. Release of Age of Conan. An unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this, gentlemen. Welcome to episode 120 of Channel Massive. It's Monday, January 18th, 2010. In this very special episode, we will unleash Eric, our very own blameful gecko, upon an unsuspecting, well, game publisher. Basically, he's going to be uh, doing an interview with Darren Alarde of G Potato. They're the makers of Allods Online, currently in closed beta. Uh, it's a really good interview uh at the end of the podcast we will give you information on how you can score one of the 100 beta keys that darren was kind enough to give us uh for this game pretty exciting stuff i think so uh get ready to check it out So uh, thanks you so much for uh, the interview, taking this interview with us. What is your role, though? Who are you, and what are you doing? Uh, so my name is Darren Alarde. I'm the associate producer for Olives Online, which is a game that's being published by Galanet in North America. It's a, a Russian-developed game by uh, Ashton Novell, and um, what I do kind of on a day-to-day basis is uh, ensure that kind of all the wheels of the project's moving. Um, QA, localization, um, community management, and some of the evangelism that we're doing with the actual product. So, uh, you know, I'm just kind of making sure that all these different parts are moving and that we're also uh, communicating to the players um, and understanding what they want to see in this game. Gotcha, gotcha. And, see, Allods Online for me, it's, it's pretty interesting with it being fantasy, but also having some other crazy elements added on like what do you think makes the world and the story the lore and everything kind of like set apart from other fantasy based MMOs yeah that's a good question so like you said All Odds Online does a really good job taking fantasy epic fantasy elements that people are very familiar with but they the the tipping point I would say is that they're able to introduce this sci-fi astral ship exploration element into the game and that's kind of what sets it apart from some existing fantasy epics so beyond you know entering your uh, typical elven kingdom castle that looks grandiose and beautiful um, there's other parts of the game that will allow you to that has a much more uh, um, desolate or uh, empty feel and that kind of conveys like uh, you know space being space and uh, astral space exploration gotcha gotcha and keeping so you've got you've got the idea of like unique lore and everything like that. Um, 
but I've noticed there are things like um, the ability to like charge spells um, beforehand, like long cast time spells can be you know prepared beforehand and blasted off. Um, what what other kind of features like that, like gameplay features, are also setting it apart from other games? Yeah, so you, you name one of them is the fact that you can kind of queue up your spells to cast. Um, likewise, we've also taken uh, classes that we've also invented brand new classes and taken classes that people are semi familiar with and give, given it a nice facelift. Um, for instance, the priest class can now like wear plate armor. Um, most of the time, people are just wearing, uh, used to uh, shoving cloth or leather on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've introduced this brand new Sionis class, which is a uh, very cool, um, and it, it's it's I would say it's a combination of uh, it's definitely a caster, but it's uh, kind of a control caster. Um, lots of dots, lots of AOE. Um, it's 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 also very strong in a one-on-one combat situation, especially in PvP. So uh, the Sionis class is uh, definitely becoming quite the favorite. Um, oh yeah. So go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was I was definitely interested in it just because of all the almost you have to like mind link with the person. You have to do some kind of prep work beforehand, and that unlocks another tier of spells. So it's, it's pretty interesting in playing it. Yes, the mind link is kind of the uh, it's the anchor for what the Sionis class needs in order to be successful. Once the once the mind link has been established with whoever it is that you're targeting, um, just like you said, an uh, entirely new breath of uh, spells become available for you to cast, and they all do various different things. Gotcha. And, and um, playstyle-wise, what what are, what are you guys focusing on? Uh, is it going to be PvE-heavy, PvP, uh, kind of like social? Um, what, what kind of things are you going for in focusing? Like, where, where will people have to play the most? Okay, so I would definitely say that the focus of the game is a combination of both PvE and PvP. So uh, there are also some social and casual aspects. You don't have to be like a hardcore MMO gamer to enjoy all of online. We have a lot of uh, interesting and fun features like Goblin Ball where you can kind of hop in and just play around and there isn't anything extremely tangible there. But, you know, you have a good time with your friends and you kind of enjoy something beyond astral space exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, there's a, a strong PvE element with our instances, our raids, um, actual actual demons that you actually fight on your actual ship, and there's also a very strong PvP aspect when you when you begin to enter contested zones and you start to have astral ship battles with other opposing factions. So we we definitely make our attempt to address three different types of playing styles and really do a good job making sure that um, both the PvE and PvP has a lot of substance involved. Gotcha. And can you can you elaborate on astral ships. Uh, I know that from what I've gotten so far, they're like a mix of uh, like a, a in-game housing system slash travel uh, or PvP alternative. Like, what what do you get with that, and when, when does it come into play? So, astral ships comes into play. Um, it's, it's in-game content. Uh, when you've reached level 40, maybe, maybe a level 2 before that, uh, you can begin accumulating the resources necessary to build your astral ship. And uh, kind of like what you said, you could kind of somewhat view it as a in-game house for your guild and such, but it goes uh, much much more beyond that, um, especially regard- in regards to astral ship battle, whether it's PvE or PvP. Now, for instance, uh, when you control your astral ship, there's a number of things that are required for you to control when you're 
in the middle of an astral battle with a big demon or another um, opposing faction. Uh, you have your engine, you have your steering, you have your cannons to fire. There is a, a navigator visor that allows you to determine what, where uh, specific things are within your sector of astral space. Um, there's a reactor that allows you to control the overheating um, portion of your uh, systems. There's a shield monitor. So there's all these different things that you have to make sure that you're doing and you're monitoring and you're repairing. Um, and I would definitely akin astral ship battles to something like a chess match or a very uh, dynamic chess match because uh, um, it'll require a lot of communication and a lot of teamwork with your group or your guild to make sure that you're properly managing your astral ship in a fight. Wow, that's, that's pretty neat. Um, Wow, yeah, that's gonna, that's that's pretty exciting. Um, so, since this is a free to play game, uh, one thing besides maybe like item shops, which I'll talk about, uh, ask about early, uh, later, but um, like patches, uh, like are you guys gonna do full content releases? Are you gonna have to pay for big expansions? Are you gonna have like the usual like free content patches? What like what what were you guys looking at for future content? How are you gonna release it? So a lot of the um, content release questions that you asked me is definitely something that's still in consideration. Um, those details haven't been finalized, uh, but I can tell you that in terms of game balancing, uh, localization patches, bug fixes, those are things that you can expect on a regular basis. So, um, so for the more minor patches, you can expect those on a regular basis, but for full new content, uh, th those decisions have yet to be finalized. Gotcha, gotcha. And with a free-to-play game, there there are item shops. That's just how it works, right? That's how you guys make your money. Yes. But what kind of item shop are you going to have? Uh, is it is it the kind of item shop that uh, to progress you eventually have to buy something, um, or is it kind of like I, what item shops are kind of becoming um, almost cosmetic benefits, ways to support a game um, if you want to? Like, how, does, how is that going to work out? What's your item shop like? This is a really good question. In fact, um, it, it's, it's, it's always fun to answer because there's a lot of people who don't play free-to-play games or have had, who have played free-to-play games and have had a really uh, bad experience with the way the item shops have been managed. Um, and in all is online's case, we need to be very careful and very mindful about uh, what items we introduce into the item shop. So, yes, you'll see a lot of... Um, um, items such as bags or uh, you know mystery boxes or chests and a lot of vanity items such as uh, decorative uh, dresses or t-shirts or armor or whatever it might be. But once we start incorporating items that uh, affect the game mechanic, that's when um, you know I really want to stress that these decisions aren't made on the fly. This isn't something where we say, hey, we think this item is going to make us a million bucks but it's going to completely ruin the game, so let's just throw it in there because it's going to make us money. It's not like that at all. We understand like how important it is to um, maintain the integrity of the game and that uh, we don't interrupt it or uh, you know, kind of inflame our users and get them all angry about what we introduce. So uh, it's, it's, it's one, thing, uh, one thing that I definitely would like to say, though, is that people who haven't played a free-to-play game and don't really under understand item shops, uh, definitely give it a chance because it's a, game, it's a, it's a part of the game that works and gives people the ability to play the game for free, but also gives people the ability to kind of um, assist them throughout their adventures so that they don't uh, have to wait months and months and months for specific things. So it's, it's definitely something that um, needs to be managed uh, carefully and correctly. Gotcha. So 
I um, I did a, a write-up on the Channel Massive site uh, a little while ago, and uh, really what I said was that Alads Online feels more like a love letter to WoW uh, instead of a clone. And I know you guys get a lot of uh, you know a lot of questions about you know it being a WoW clone and stuff like that. Um, but uh, my experiences with a game that just came out uh, last year, Torchlight, uh, it kind of inspired me and, and reminded me that that uh, Alads Online definitely has taken some of the WoW aesthetic and and it almost is, is responding to it in some way with its art design. What kind of uh, inspirations besides WoW um, have kind of, I don't know, um, helped help the, the art design along? Uh, and, and what other things, like maybe with the Russian culture and heritage, have, have popped up in the game? Well, the, the Russian influence is definitely very apparent in Olives Online. Um, even within the lore, you can tell uh, various bits and parts of it that it has come and spawned from um, different Russian history, uh, times of, hist- of its history and uh, its culture. Uh, but back to what you said about being the WoW clone or, or the WoW comparisons, I think, I think in some cases a lot of people see free-to-play games and they, they see an orc and an elf and they go, oh, look, it's a WoW clone. So the, the WoW clone comparisons are inevitable. They're just going to come especially because WoW is such a great game and they do so many things right um, that at times MMO developers uh, must take or extract specific features that they use very well and that so many people are used to and kind of facelift it and uh, give it a new uh, breath of fresh air. Um, but with that said, if, if, even if you take a half a step forward and look beyond the WoW clone image of All Loads Online, you'll see that it is a completely different game, both stylistically, artistically, the UI, the, the functionality, the way the classes and game mechanic is played, it is completely different. Um, so that is definitely one thing I'd like, I'd, I'd want to let you and your listeners know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah, especially with some of the things like the, the evil faction, I think that's Empire, when I first got into their city, they have, you know, they have, you know, um, characters and, and signs and stuff that aren't quite translated or localized yet. And I was I was kind of torn i don't i don't know if i want them to actually localize it because it's it does a really good job of of uh i don't know speaking to some kind of for, foreign element that i think the the uh developers culture really kind of helps out with art you know i'm really glad that you brought that up because it is actually we have decided not to localize those signs this is actually a decision that we made um because of what you said it, it kind of gives it a a a it gives its city more character, uh, a sense of this um, foreign space or this foreign zone that no one has really been to. And uh, I know for the Russian native speakers, it might be a little bit different, but for the most part, um, I think for the North American audience, they'll see and they'll kind of understand that, hey, this is this is something different, this is something new, mm-hmm. and it kind of gives it that that extra extra personality, that extra character. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so. You guys, I know you were you were super duper busy um, with the different phases of closed beta that you have, and you just ended the third phase and and are going into the fourth. Um, what things are you allowed to say that 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 hint at what other phases we're going to have, what other content, uh, and maybe like uh, a basic release window of when the game's going to officially release? So, uh, closed beta four, you can expect at closed beta four is probably going to be the biggest or one of the biggest closed betas. Um, the level cap has been extended to 40, which is the true level cap. 
uh, astral ship exploration is in full effect. Uh, once you hit 40, you can now begin building your astral ship, and it, it, it and players will now have the opportunity to actually ex explore astral space. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, we definitely can't wait to hear what people think of it. In fact. Um, uh, I personally can't wait to read the tweets and the emails and the forum posts about what people think of uh, closed beta for. So, uh, in, in terms of um, open beta release, uh, can't get too much into that. It's definitely uh, tentative right now. We're still debating and thinking about it, but um, we definitely look forward uh, to play uh, our existing players and, and new players to come in and try all of those for, uh, and to tell us and to tell us what they think of it. Well, that, well that's great. Thank you so much. Okay. So, and then the last thing I got for you, this is specifically from our, one of the co-hosts of Channel Massive, Jason. Very important question. Uh, what the heck does a G and G potato stand for, actually? <laughs> so, I actually just found this out. Um, the G and G potato, there's actually kind of a history to why it was named G potato, but I won't get too much into that. Uh, to answer your question directly, the G stands for gala. It stands for several things. It stands for gala, game, and global. So that's what the G in G potato stands for. Okay, okay, mystery solved. Mystery solved. Ah, that was that was the only only reason why I really asked for the interview. You know, Alex <laughs> is okay, but we really need to find out what that was. So, <laughs> so actually, yeah, I'd love to hear what what do you think of the game? Well, um, you know, it's like I mentioned earlier. I I think it's um. It's uh, kind of like a, a, an evolution for free-to-play games. It's, it's, it gives great promise for the, the model of free-to-play because you have your, um, your grindy Asian MMOs, which are, you know, the, it really doesn't matter about a world. You kind of explore the world a bit. You don't really care about the story. You just maybe gear out a bit and have to use the items shop. You know, they, they're not quite getting the idea that it's supposed to be fun. And uh, things like Runes of Magic, they seem like a stepping stone to, to something that's truly, like, I'd actually want to play. And Alads Online has the um, uh, kind of art design, or uh, it's just, it's well enough put together that it's, it feels like this is, this is where we've been working towards for years. So it's just, it's, it's, it's a pretty fun game. I, I really enjoy the, 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 the kind of, like, slightly tweak classes and, and kind of the... Um, there's that matrix system that allows you to um, spread out with your spec a little bit more and uh, almost combines, kind of like in WoW you have the three specs, uh, it kind of combines that all and allows you to spread out with a little bit more freedom. So it's pretty interesting, um, a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, that talent matrix that you kind of specified, um, that's actually a big um, big investment with how you customize your character. Just like you said, you know, WoW kind of has the three different types of talent trees that you go after. Uh, and we provide those types of talent trees, but then we also have this additional matrix that um, even some single-player RPG fans might be familiar with that gives you more creative flexibility with how you want to spec out your character and customize it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time for the interview, and we really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much. No problem. Thanks so much for having me.
And so that concludes our interview. If you're interested in Alads Online, currently in closed beta, and would like to check it out, our own Eric's been kind enough to secure 100 beta keys. Um, simply send an email to ALLODS, that's ALLODS, at channelmassive.com. And if Eric deems you to be a person worthy of such a key, he will send it to you. We're letting him kind of run the show on this one, since it's all uh, due to his good work. Anyway, hope you enjoyed the interview. Uh, check out our regularly scheduled podcast, episode 121, coming up Thursday night. Uh, until then, we'll see you later. This is Mark. Bye-bye. <laughs>